Brooklyn. But still good. This is a Broken Toys Studio production. This is General Geekery, specifically. It's a podcast. I'm Lou. I'm Ben. And welcome back. We missed you guys. It's been a, it's been a hot minute. Uh, yeah. Minutes definitely the time frame to measure that in. <laughs> you know, I, so I, we talk about how language changes and how that always annoys me. Yes. Um, you know, like no one says whom anymore. The Oxford comma is no longer needed. That sort of thing. One thing that that really kind of bothers me. We've all agreed, like I guess in the social parlance of like like cool kids speak, which I don't really know, that a hot minute is a long time. Yeah, way longer than a minute. But the thing is, is that it used to be like, it used to be like a hot New York minute. It's like a fast thing. It's fast paced. Well, it New like York never minutes, stops. yeah, different. Yeah, but that's, but a hot minute used to mean like, like it's, it's, it's a fast minute. Like it's, it's not been a long time, but now the, the general, the idea is like a minute is X amount of time and a hot minute is like X amount of time plus more time. I don't get it. I just don't, I don't, I don't understand the kids. Okay. Also, I embarrassed the shit out of my son this week by saying that he has tons of riz uh-huh. and his face turned bright. <laughs> did you, did you say it in front of his friends or his peers? No, it was in front of the family, but he looked at me. It was the first time he's ever looked at me like this and his face goes red and he goes, dad. And, and, and I go, what? Whatever, and he was, and he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, you got the, like, and I had to lay it uh-huh. on. I go, oh, well now, yeah, he asked for it. <laughs> Cause at first I just like tried to slip it in. So I'd be like, Hey man, I know you got that riz. And uh, he got so embarrassed. And I was like, listen, this is not going to go better for you by you getting embarrassed right, right. now. Right. <laughs> and so, and so I look at him and I go, you got that fat Riz dog. You got it. And his face turned so red. He's, dad, this, he's like, dad, nice. this is so embarrassing. I was like, you think that's yes. bad now? You're, you're preteen. When you start dating, oh my God, I keep an entire folder on my phone of just Black pictures that, that I'm going to show. Yeah. This has only just begun. <laughs> Welcome to the next phase of your life. Uh, all right. So we are back. Let's let's talk about some things. So you guys know we have some recurring segments that we do, and indeed, we, and we're going to come back to that. So let's give you kind of like a rundown. Is uh, I promise we're going to try to actually start putting this down. Some of the dust in our lives have settled. We needed some time for family. I'm not going to make excuses. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about what happened in the past. Keep moving forward. Eyes on the path. Let's keep going forward. So that being said, what you're going to hear from now on. Uh, at least in the near future, hopefully, is going to be um, more of our little vaudevillian segments, our little grand landfills and our Amazon reviews of the day and Lou Reed's poetry and all that good stuff. So um, we're going to give you a, a kind of a little taste today, uh, but we got to do a little housekeeping, Lou. Um, we yes. have this thing called grand landfill. Do you want to remind people what grand landfill is? Oh, do I? It initially started off as... How many X could fit in the Grand La- in the Grand Canyon? I don't remember what the initial thing was. Yeah, what was the thing that we were? Was it? It wasn't marbles. That was no. a different thing. That was that was Olympic sized swimming pools. I think. Yeah, that was the last one. Somewhere somebody has a, a spreadsheet that I, I'm sure I'm going to get an email about cars or something. I don't remember. Subaru was it? Su- Subaru? Subaru? Subarus? Sbarros? Sbarros? How many closed? How many closed Sbarros <laughs> can fit in a closed mall? Uh, yeah. So like we went, we went with the land with uh, grand Canyon for a while, mm-hmm. kind of different things. We got a little bored. So then we started saying, uh, 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 let's not say bored. Let's be transparent. Lou continued to win at an unimaginable rate. Yeah. Like, I pretty much had it dialed think, in. Think murderers row for the Yankees and then like 20% better. I think 20% better. Cause I don't do maths. Good. 
I'd say you, you should check that estimate. <laughs> but point being, we wanted to make it uh, more interesting. And no, we didn't start betting. Uh, we just changed it up. We changed what we're, you know, obviously what we were putting in the Grand Canyon changed every time. But we started changing what we were putting those things in as well. Right. And so here's what we're going to start doing. We're going to start using random.org. Random.org. Uh, that's a reference to a podcast that uh, we formerly did that we're going to roll into this, which is um, best thing ever. Um, oh, Barry in the lead here. Well, well, I guess we'll come back to that. <laughs> uh, another segment. Uh, so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to generate an extensive list of things that can hold things. Uh-huh. Such as, um, well, I mean, could theory hold things, right? Like, I think we're speaking more generally like say how many moons can fit inside a kia sedan no i didn't get that backwards <laughs> well listen you gotta you gotta walk before you can crawl that's right look all i'm gonna say is my guess is less than one <laughs> and you win uh so we're gonna pick a bunch of things that can hold things and then we're gonna pick a bunch of things that can go into other things right we will pause for you to do your own joke now Fantastic. That, that was, was really good. That was one. good. I really liked that. I oh, didn't see it I didn't see that coming. Wait. Um I, I can't top that. Um <laughs> Oh, this podcast real bo- really bottomed out. All right. Uh, That's <laughs> Anyway. I'm, I'm trying to hide my shame. I'm blushing as much as my son when I told him he had riz. Uh. <laughs> oh, uh, by the way, if you're our agent don't know, charisma charisma feel free to use it with the younger generation they will hate you i hear it's going in uh, miriam webster next year you'll like that yeah, yeah um yes so we're going to make a list of things make a list of other things feel free to contribute and we are going to throw those into the randomizer pick one thing to go into one other thing every time we do the segment uh the plan is not to do it weekly anymore because we want to throw some other stuff at you we want to try out some new content and we just need time. We just need time. So we're going to do it, you know, every few weeks. Uh, we will get make our guesses off camera. We'll off camera, off mic, whatever. We'll do the calculations for you, run it through uh, Calculatron, Wolfram Alpha, come back and uh, give you the results. So you'll get a quicker turn back, uh, you know, quicker feedback on that too. Quicker turnaround. That's that's all I had. There it is. You so want to that- talk about best thing ever now since we dropped that ball? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I tried to interweave that and, uh, and I, and I did, I failed miserably. So let's pick that up. I mean, it uh, was woven. Uh, so we're not going to tell you every single segment, uh, right now. We're not going to bore you with that, but best thing ever, uh, is a podcast we really enjoyed doing. It was a lot of fun, but time constraints and whatnot, excuses aside, again, uh, keep moving forward. Eyes on the path, uh, is that we are now rolling that into a segment that we're going to do here. So, uh, it, the, the podcast was, <clears throat> let's try that again. And then I, again. That's tip of the tongue, teeth, and lips. I have done this before, I promise. Um, that podcast was best thing ever. The podcast where we discuss, you deliberate, and together we determine the best, best thing, thing ever. ever. Okay, we're a lot of practice. I really, there. I really can't believe we even got through that at all. Uh, <laughs> um, it's gone through a couple of different iterations, but essentially it's this is we pick a very specific situation. And we determine the best thing for that very specific situation. And now we're not talking about something as general as like, hey, what was the best song of 1989 and why was it by Paula Abdul? Up, 
that's <laughs> that's not that's not what we're doing. Um, it is uh, it, it's more specific than that. Lou, do you have any examples of some of the uh, past uh, competitions? No. Mm. Fantastic. Ten for ten. No notes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> truly a podcast professional. <laughs> <laughs> but if I were to guess, at the oddly specific topics that we would choose. One that might be likely is best condiment for your tailgating hot dog. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which w- or whatever it was, <laughs> or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, best eighties uh, nineties heroin uh, to help you out in a bar fight when uh, when Lou gets uh, inevitably too drunk and makes a bunch of uh, bikers in a biker bar uh, in- incredibly mad. Yes, indeed. There was a best Halloween candy one too, and there was a worst Halloween candy one as well. Yes. So anyway, uh, that's, I can't remember how oddly specific it was, but so likewise, that's another one of those things, uh, another segment that we're going to roll into this. Uh, we'll make a truncated version of it. We will we will pick some contestants. Uh, we will make our arguments for those things. Uh, we will generalize a vote and then we'll give you uh, the results on that. So it is interactive and we'll point you in the right direction so you can let your voice be heard as well uh, in that. So that's just a little of what's coming up uh soon um real quick so let's let's pivot a little bit and kind of talk about what's been going on in our lives and things that have been going on in the world lou we went to a movie uh we've been to a few since the last recording can you uh, refresh my memory uh well the one i was going to talk about i was going to talk about some of the the newer movies that are out now but most recently uh i believe we saw a spider well we saw a lot of spiders Along Came a Spider, yes, was a great <laughs> movie. I can't believe they re-released it. Wasn't that theaters? Was Sam Jackson? Who was that? I, think, uh, <laughs> I don't remember. The person they were thinking of was, in fact, Morgan Freeman. Okay, well, we were talking about the multiverse uh, uh, one, so we saw Across oh, yeah. the Spider-Verse. Oh, the one we actually saw. Uh, so here's what was interesting about that. So Lou and I went to go see this movie, and it was not in... Um, your traditional like multiplex, I guess, as we, as we grew up with. Uh, yeah. Right. So it was in, uh, for anyone who's local, it's in the old, what should I say? Carmike? Is that going too far back? <laughs> That's how you know that somebody's old is that they give you directions based on things that are no longer there. So you go, going to go down to Bill's old house and then turn next to the barn that burned down. Yeah. The old oak tree. <laughs> what oak tree? Oh, they cut that down in 96. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Sorry, so so we're at the old yes. Carmike, Carmike B and B, you know, whatever, and it's 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 a it was originally built as a not to, to put a finger right on it uh, as a traditional cineplex, bunch of screens, bunch of theaters, big lobby with you know multiple they had multiple concession stand spots. They even had some concession stand spots like near the theater, you know, in some like the little little side on the backside that yeah i mean it was pretty big i mean little cubbies that looked weird yeah 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 it was like i'm trying to count but i think it was four across the back three across the sides and then two in like little random spots like 10 or 12 screens and probably four different places that you could procure like yeah yeah Yeah. um and obviously you know like a lot of theaters they've had a lot of hard times lately this company b&b came in and i was totally revamped well yeah i think it's fair to say totally revamped them so each of these uh, theaters now, all new chairs, all new seating, you know, is really popular now. You get the full seat recliners. Uh, they have seat heaters in them if that's your thing. I hear they work really well. But also, each theater has, pretty much every theater, has some kind of special gimmick. Um, some of them have extra plush chairs. Uh, some of them have, I think actually all of them have recliners in the first, not recliners, lounge chairs. Chase lounges in the front row. 
You still have to sit in the front row. The Max Relax. The Max Relax. One of the theaters, it will project part of the screen on the sidewalls. Now, it doesn't have a screen on the sidewalls, so it looks blurry, and it's like, I don't know. I'm not sold. But, you know, it's one of the gimmicks they have. Screen X. Screen X, yeah. They have, they have, each theater has some kind of gimmick of some other, it seems like. Particularly the one we saw across the Spider-Person. Yeah, so the one that we were in, they had basically taken... It's uh, probably the biggest gimmick of all. It's the biggest gimmick. It's in one of the biggest theaters. And they had basically taken uh, where you would have seats from wall to wall. They took about 20, 30% of those out. And they put in a giant playscape for kids to, to come in and play. It goes all the way from, you know, the bottom row uh, up towards the top row. And then it goes, you know, up to the ceiling. It is multi-level, multi-tiered. There are, I was going to say slides. I think there's only one slide. But... It's got a slide. It's got uh, interactive elements in it. There's there's touchscreens in it. Yeah, it, and it's a lot of fun for for kids. And uh, what they do is they open it up 30 minutes before the movie and they let them play over there. Uh, I will say this. So this is really funny. And and, and I will get to the point uh, that I was going to make in general, which is there weren't a lot of people there. And this no. was a it was a I've weekend. never seen a theater there packed. Right. It was a weekend show. It was 345, I think. Yes, it was 345. I know that because we go to this theater, uh, not just for the fact that the kids can play, which is a very big motivator for us, sure. but also, I don't know if you know this, but we imbibe in what the Americans call alcohol. Or as the Indians call it, maize. <laughs> when, how did that, like, how did that whole thing start? Anyway, Wait. Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look into that for next week because I, I got I to figure out where that phrase came from. Wait for it. That joke was amazing. Okay. Ah, so I thought it was corny. I'll, <laughs> We'll, we'll see ourselves out. Yes. Um, so kids can go play 30 minutes before that. We show up 30 minutes before. The reason I know it's exactly 345, pull back the curtain. Let's see how the sausage is made. Is we go, we would like booze, please. We would like a booze, Oh, please. yes. And they go, it's not open until four. And I'm like, it's a Saturday. P- parents that are bringing their kids to the noon showing want to have a beer. And right. they're like, nah, we're not open until four. It's like, you realize this is PM, right? <laughs> like, I'm not it's, getting up at 3.45 a.m. asking for a beer. It's, it's post-meridian, okay? I get it if it's if it's 9 a.m. That's too early for a beer. That's obviously mimosa time. You prudes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was so weird. And of course, when I went back out there, it was at four o'clock sharp. I sat there like, you know, Homer waiting for the gun store to open. They're like, whoa, whoa, come on, come on, come on. And finally they walked out there. It was the guy's first day. <laughs> I remember my first beer. Yeah, you just you just poured it. You just poured your first beer. <laughs> no clue what was going on. So uh, we say that to say this is he, he worked hard though. He was he was a good guy and he got it solved. But it was like, come on. So so we say that to say this is, <clears throat> or at least I do at that theater. And again, this is going to be old man Ben for a second. I just want to give you money. Sorry, I had to say it. I just want to give you money. Please, the, the beers are. I can reach the tap handle. I could pour the damn beer myself. We don't want to pay. We don't want to pay somebody uh, ten dollars an hour to pour a beer. He's Dude. about to buy forty dollars worth of beer. Let yeah. the man buy beer. It was just one beer, but <laughs> yeah, you know they do, they do they do the pour taps. I mean, I'm getting way off topic now, but they do the pour taps. Just when I check in, when I buy the movie, give me a wristband, check my ID, let me pour my own by the ounce. Sure. You don't have to hire anybody. Here's where I get old man bit about this is I'm going to paint the picture of, of, of now and then paint the picture of my traditional experience with going to the movies, which is it's great that they have all these things. Uh, yes. After the pandemic, like uh, right. companies, particularly movie exhibitions, has to find a way to make more money. There was probably what would you say, like 10 people in that movie? Yeah. That weren't maybe, us. Yeah. Maybe. 
So the kids are over playing in the playground, which by the way, this was hilarious to me. Right. So they're playing in the playground. They've got 30 minutes to play before the movie. And then they come on the screen, which the kids are not paying attention to. And they're like, yeah. hey, hey kids, it's time to come back to your seat. Let's count it down. Five, four. And they count down. And at, z- at one or zero, <laughs> the lights turn off because the kids are supposed to be back in their seats and every kid is still in the playground. Right. And now they are losing their shit because they can't find their way dark. out of it because they're in like a slide or like a little maze. And, and they can't it is find- dark in there when it goes off. <laughs> there are like no like, you know, there's no like scene lighting in there. There's no like backlights or little floor lights, you know, emergency exit lighting. No, it is dark in that thing. And I know you might be thinking, well. Lou, Ben, why didn't you guys just go help your kids? It was so much more fun this way. Oh, yeah. Well, look, they got to learn to be self-reliant. I love the little uh, uh, scattering of little feet. Um, So anyway, what I was going to say, though, is this is where it makes me a little sad, is that was a Saturday afternoon with, it was not the first weekend the movie was open, but it was still, you know, fairly early on in the the run of Across the Spider-Verse. Right. And if a movie this big, had come out when that movie theater opened around 2000, 2001. So yes, I'm talking 20 years ago. Again, I've already said old man Ben, right? That movie theater would have been so packed. We would have had to get there early to get our seats back in the day when you don't have reserved seats to go to a movie. Oh yeah, that is true. This is reserved seats too. In in that theater, I saw revenge of the Sith. (laughs) and We waited in a line that's that that traversed the inside of what we already said was an already large theater. The entire inside was roped off serpentine all the serpentine, way out Bobby. the door, all the way out the door around the side and around the back of the theater. That was the, it, and I, I feel nostalgic about it because, you know, we went to go see some of the Harry Potter movies like that, where yeah. it's like, you literally were like, all right, we're going to bring that food. We're going to bring like playing cards. We're going to play trivia. And midnight re- releases of games, which actually still happen, but yeah, n- not to the same degree. That was, that was a, a very, I look back lovingly on that experience of, of going to a movie and having this big cinematic event. And then we go to this movie and it's fun. It's fine. The kids have a fine time, but I mean, there's almost no one there. Yeah. And this is a big movie. It's, it, it's doing very well comparatively right now. The, uh, I'm, I'm trying to find out the company because this is this is actually interesting to me. There are event companies, and I've been to some events that these event companies throw before, but basically they they will rent out theaters and they'll live cast, you know, uh, a presentation, new product release, things like that. If you're not Apple, uh, they, but they've been doing this for a while. But apparently, they're becoming it's getting easier for them to do events. And one of the events that they run is actually um, Studio Ghibli, Hayao Miyazaki. They're taking his whole G kids lineup and this year they're releasing a whole, sorry about that. They put a whole bunch of his movies out and we went and my daughter and I went and saw uh, Kiki's delivery service. And the reason I bring that up is because it was in one of those theaters and it's, it was sponsored by this event company or was run by this event company. The theater didn't bring it in. It's a movie. You would think they could just bring it in, but they're orchestrating the, you know, Miyazaki films across the U S so they're same release days. They've run like two or three days and all, you know, all the theaters that participate, which is clever, I think, because, you know, like you said, the, the theaters are just, they're, they're empty. Right. Um, so it's cool that at least someone's trying to drive something to them, but also funny enough, probably half the seats were full in that theater. There must've been like, it was one of the smaller theaters, but there must've been like 30 people in there. And that's the busiest movie I've been to in B and B ever. Right. And I, uh, I, I know someone that works with Beachwood, not that that matters uh, here, but it does to Lou 
is uh, one of the other theaters in town um, is I was talking to the person that knows the other person. And what they were saying was um, all the big releases, as far as like, even like the $200 million, like Marvel movies and things like that, right. they're not getting a big show. They're not even getting half the theater filled. It's wild. What they are filling the movie theater with is flashback cinemas. Yeah. Where they run, you know, if, if you're not familiar, Flashback Cinemas like comes in and on like a Tuesday and a Sunday uh, will run like Dirty Dancing or like Caddyshack or movies that we've all seen a thousand times. But a lot of people maybe, especially like like our generation, maybe right. never got a chance to see it on the big screen. I never saw Dirty Dancing on the big screen. Right. So they're they're putting these out. Yeah. You just relive it in your mind yeah. all the time um, is they are they're putting them out and they're saying they're selling out the room. To show like dirty dancing, but the flash, which we'll talk about in a second, sure. they can't get half the theater to come see because people, yeah. people are like, well, I'll just wait on it. There's so much out there. I'll just wait till it comes uh, on streaming. I, I think I think there's there's got to be an offsetting factor to that. Like, for example, flashback cinemas, they usually do a few showings. Um, the Studio Ghibli films, they do like one or two a day over two or three days. So there's maybe six total showings. There's probably six showings of Across the Spider-Verse on release day at B and B alone. That is true. There's, there is an aspect of scarcity. Absolutely. Yeah. But also it's, you know, it's, it, it, I'm, I'm conflicted. I like that we're trying to drive interest in the theaters, but if all we can find, why not, why not do, I don't know. Has anybody, I assume people have, I just don't, I'm honestly ignorant of this. People try big sporting events or things like that. Try to get people out because, or make it easier for this was, this was easier during the pandemic. I think, cause I saw it all the time. I can't see, I don't see it anywhere now. Renting the theater out for an event because, you know, I did notice at B and B they do have a, like a birthday party room, but there's got to be something else because it's it's kind of I, I would like an opportunity to see some of these films I never saw or a film I haven't seen in the theater that I think would be really good. I would love to see four, five, and six again. But is that is that all it is now? Is we just want to go back 20, 30 years and see stuff we've already seen? Is that all the theater has become? Because that's as cool as I think that is, I also think that's a real big warning sign if that's the only thing that's actually drawing bodies to seats. Well, I think uh, I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head. And part of that is you're seeing people are showing up for the nostalgia of watching a movie that they've seen before, but they want right. to see on the big screen. Also, people are showing up for the nostalgia of you're seeing the 27th MCU <laughs> movie or, right. or a bunch of different iterations of the DCEU movies that are they're just throwing darts at a dartboard. Obviously, you can, say, yeah. you can see that I'm not really happy what DC has been doing. Uh, and hopefully James Gunn will change that. But that's also nostalgia because we've known these characters. It's not like people are like, right. who's this Superman you speak of? Um, yeah, we're, we're, it's accelerated it, nostalgia. And then it's it's a ton of reboots. So it's very few people that are going out there and doing like new movies. I'll say this. And I know well, I, I, people kill me for this but when I go, I'm just not a huge Christopher Nolan fan. And people are like, but he's right. the greatest movie no. filmmaker of all time. And I'm like, yeah. no, no, he's a great he's movie. Good, right. <clears throat> it just doesn't really inc like grab me the way other it uh, does other people. But I love that he's like, these are the movies I'm going to make. And they're going to, we're going to put them out in the movie theaters. Um, and like, I'm going to do a new story and it's going to be a totally different story than you've seen before. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's not leveraging the nostalgia of something. He's at least taking big swings. Right. And studios are not taking big swings. They're staying with what's safe, especially post-pandemic, because not a lot of people are going out there. So there's no more like, let's put adaptation out in the movie theater. Yeah. And see what happens. You know, like like Wes Anderson's putting weird stuff out there, but it's Wes Anderson. And he's also become a caricature of himself at this point. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's one of the reasons I liked uh, the Spider-Verse movies. Really cutting edge, really groundbreaking really different than we're used to. It's not another MCU movie. And I'm, I'm kind of over 
the formula that MCU movie has struck. I it's, it's done. It's so odd to me that the reason I believe, you know, like spider verse kind of stands out because I guess just a bookkeeping oddity that they just haven't been in the previous, you know, we haven't really seen much of Spider-Man. He hasn't got like a bunch of MCU up to infinity war tie in directs. He's just been a character and we kind of forgot all the previous ones, I guess, but actually everything post everything, everything post infinity war, not just the spider verse movies, pretty much every Spider-Man post infinity war has been great. Yeah. Um, but the, my point was specifically on the spider verse movies. They're awesome. They're wholly, they're totally new, but even there, I'm kind of worried that maybe we're creeping into that same kind of like accelerated nostalgia that we've just coined today. And we're brilliant. We go into our second movie and no spoilers or minimal spoilers. There's a bunch of spiders across the spider verse. Right. But how many like new characters do we get who spend a lot of screen time or new to us in the visual universe characters do we get who we get a fair amount of screen time with versus how many do we lean on who we had in the first one? Right. And I mean, they're great. I love them. I want to spoiler alert. I want to see more spider ham. Right. Exactly. But like, are are we now, are we now, have we now like found our core and we're just going to lean on them? Well, I'm going back to talking about what's safe. I mean, Favreau and the original Iron Man, uh, you know, broke the mold. They, they built a new mold. Yes. Um, and not only is Marvel, you know, leaned on, Essentially, that style of storytelling, <clears throat> hitting the same beats in the same way with di- different characters and all that. It's been very, very entertaining, but there's been a lot of it. So yeah. much so that DC has kind of copied that a little bit. And I'm I'm going to use this to kind of branch over into Flash a little bit, um, yeah. because that's the big thing that everybody's talking about right now. And I, I have not had a chance to see it. I know a ton about it because I'm not one of those. It's like, I have to see it in the theater before knowing anything about it. I'm fine knowing all about it. Um, <laughs> but that being said is... Flash is just like with Spider-Verse, <clears throat> another multi multiverse movie. Right. Another v- multiverse movie. But they started planning it a decade ago before all these movies came out. Now it's out and there's other multiverse movies and it is ostensibly No Way Home, Spider-Man No Way Home, and it's kind of in the same mold as a Marvel movie and they like they threw 200 million dollars at it. And even with all the stuff that was going on with Ezra Miller, which I'm not going to comment on. I mean, he was stalking people. He seems like, sorry, they, they seem like a really need help. Bad Ezra Uh, Miller, bad. Really need help. But they, the, the, the studio stayed behind it and they're like, it's going to work. It's going to work. It's going to work. But let's go back to what you and I talked about is the people that I know that went to go see it. And the reason I want to go see it is not because it's the flash and it's flashpoint and it's all of that. Uh-huh. I wanted to go see it because I wanted to see Michael Keaton Batman. Oh, I, I, okay, want, yeah. I wanted to see Batman Returns Returns. Yes. And even with that, and even with the nostalgia, and even with it being Spider-Man No Way Home for The Flash, even with it having all the beats that we know that it should have to make it a successful movie, a $200 million movie cracked like, what, 50 in the opening weekend? Yeah. They are not going to make their money back on this. And I think it, I don't know if it's just that people aren't going to theaters anymore or if we're just, we've seen this enough. You've got to, you've got to break the mold. It can't be that people are just not going to theaters at all. I mean, our, our experiences aside, you know, Avatar, the way of water apparently made boatloads of money. Ben, for those at home, I'm raising my hand. I'm not big on conspiracy theories. Uh Uh-huh. He says before making a conspiracy theory, 
I don't know but a handful of people that have gone to see that movie. I know one person who has seen that movie. And somehow it's the highest grossing movie of all time. Now, I get it. Tickets are more expensive. Right. But I, everyone I knew saw the first Avatar movie several times in the theater. The same way that people saw Jurassic Park several times in the theater. And Titanic several times in the theater. And people were paying for 3D Avatar? Endgame and Infinity War several times in the theater. And I could literally just walk around and just go door to door going... Have you seen Way of Water? And people are like, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, people paid for the original Avatar to go see it 3D or in IMAX. And I remember those days. I was 15 years ago, 20 years, 15 years ago. We were like, if you went to go to the IMAX down at Mall of Georgia, or you went to see it in 3D, you were probably paying over 20 bucks a ticket. They're not 20 bucks now. You know, like, and there's no, to my knowledge, is it in IMAX? I, I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I like, honestly don't know. But you would think if it was a big draw, people would be talking about it. I know one person who went to see it. Nobody else knows anything about it. So, no, I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board with the conspiracy theory because I have no clue how it could possibly have made so much money. If, again, th- this is just what we're seeing. But it's not like we know one or two people. I don't, I'm not, let's, so let's go beyond. How the, do you set a record? Let's go beyond the pale for a second. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm I, now, I'm not being serious about this, but this is going to be fun for a second. Uh, I'm going to go beyond the pale and say. Wait, were we supposed to be serious about the rest of this? Yeah, yeah this is a very, very serious subject. Is because I don't know people that have seen it, I didn't see a lot of people like raving about how great it was or anything like that. And in fact, most of the people that I know that liked the first one were like, it was fine. The CG was good. Like it was, it was pretty. It's nothing groundbreaking. The making of, of Avatar was absolutely mind blowing. That was, that was the, that was the show right there. That's the show. Uh, So I'm, let's go beyond the pale and be totally hypothetical. You know, James Cameron has a lot of money. He's got a lot of money. I bet James Cameron could afford dozens of tickets to his own movie. Dozens? M- maybe, 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 maybe you put that into the, the advertising budget to have a new highest grossing movie. I'm just saying, I know it sounds ridiculous. I can hear the I can hear the podcast switching off uh, across the country right now. <laughs> but I, I don't know anybody that's seen it. I don't know how it's made that much money unless there's some sort of like manipulation of the numbers. Or we have like a bot system? Like, do we have bots buying tickets? Who's going to this movie? Yeah, yeah. I just it 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 hasn't captured. I don't know. In my sphere, it hasn't captured the zeitgeist, and I don't expect that out of a big movie or even like a really well done, really well to do movie. But if it's the highest grossing movie of all time, even if we're not adjusting for inflation, that's still a lot of money. Surely somebody I know has seen it, and yes, one. Well, I'm going to take off my tinfoil hat. I'm not going to watch that movie. I Listen, I, I saw the original Dances with Blue Wolves. I don't need to see the the next one. Uh, it's Dances with Dolphins, I assume. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm fine with that. But I do want to say, so that being said, there's another major, major franchise with a movie about to come out that I think I might go see in the theater. And I want to know if you are at all interested in seeing this. The- not with me. I'm not asking you out. I mean, of course, you can, you're welcome to come. I, I'm asking you out. Well, darn. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I'll pick you up at eight. I thought I was um, in trouble. <laughs> I'll pick you up at eight and we'll get wings before. I was like, great. I'm sleeping on the couch tonight. Apparently uh, so we'll get wings before and after. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> oh, it's a double wing night um, is Indiana Jones, Indiana Jones and the search for more money. I think that's the name of it. Oh. 
are you going to go see this in the theater? Is this theater worthy? In the, in the new parlance of, of screenplay and Screen X and Comfort Max, are, we, are, are you going to go see the new Indiana Jones? I believe you're referring to the Dial of Destiny. Oh, is that what it is? Is that what he holds up to uh, get the sun to go through the thing? No, that's a different dial? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Is yeah. this the one you're thinking, where... You're thinking Raiders again. Gotcha. Is this the, the best one where he hides in the refrigerator and the aliens leave? Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Interesting. Ne- I've never heard of anything like that. Weird. Pretty sure that doesn't exist. I think you Mandela affected your, yourself. I don't know, man. I, I think the time... I think when... Uh, the Crystal Skull came out. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, I think that was kind of already past the time for Indiana Jones, but we were excited for a revival. Well, it was supposed to be the handing off of. And it was supposed to be a handing off. And I think that by, I don't know, I don't want to say the handoff was botched. I just didn't really enjoy the movie. But as a result, the handoff was not effective. And without a handoff, like I, it's it's too late for Indiana Jones. You know what would have been, you know what would be more compelling to me, and I love Harrison Ford. Reboot it. Oh or, yeah. Or no, not reboot. Give me a new story, but recast. Like reset the universe. Uh, Multi- multiverse it. Why not? We're multiversing everything. Here's a different universe. I have a few things on this. So first off, is I wonder if, I wonder if Harrison Ford is now going on a tour of killing off his characters. So like he goes with Han Solo <laughs> and he right. shows up just to be old and grizzled and then to be killed dramatically. And then he goes to uh, the, the the dial of destiny and he's old and grizzled just to go and like die in the search of this dial of death of like turns, it turns out, to- turns out Kylo Ren's a Nazi working for the Nazis. And yeah, he becomes, it. he becomes a fugitive again and then yeah. they kill him off. Like he's on air force one and they throw him off air force one. He just goes back and gets killed in everything. He's not ever that been long in. ago and not that far away, bitch. <laughs> That's a good quip. That's a good quip. Um, Title of the episode. Calling it now. So what I was going to say, though, is I'm going to paint a picture. And and I think this is me logicking. Uh, yeah, that's a word. Um, why people don't go to the movie theater. So I'm going to give you I'm going to give you two scenarios. And I want your honest opinion on on which one you would prefer. <clears throat> the first scenario is you, you want to go to see this movie in the movie theater. Me, you, we get a group together. We're like, yeah, man, we love Andy, Indiana Jones. We all buy our tickets. And then we all go in and we're like, well, yeah, let's get a beer before we watch. And let's talk about like our favorite scenes from all the other Indiana Jones movies. And so we sit there and we talk about it. I was like, all right, cool. Well, like, let's grab some popcorn, like grab another beer and like go into and go and go into the theater. Right. Uh, and like after let, four. Yeah. Yeah. After four. Of course, it is exactly 401, uh, 16, 1601. Um, and of course, last time we were there, I mean, they were expensive. I, if I remember correctly, two large beers was twenty nine dollars. Yeah. Believe. So 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 we're sixty dollars in beers in after we paid our fifteen dollars per ticket to to get it. And then our, our large popcorns that we're going to share. But still, it comes out to another like fifteen dollars in large popcorn. Uh huh. So like just for the two of us, we're already hundred dollars in on this. We go in, we watch the movie. It's got to be a hell of a spectacle to spend that much money. And then it's like, well, we got to go use the bathroom. So like, we got to go yeah. use the bathroom. Which That's actually, another five bucks per bathroom. Which also happened to us in, in uh, excuse me, in Spider Verse. And we were like, ten if it's a two. We were like, okay, well, there seems to be a little lull here. We need to go use the bathroom real quick. And we both jetted out to the bathroom. We came back. We had missed the return of the other Miles Morales. Spoiler right. alert. And then Lou looks at his watch. And he's like, it's over two hours. Like, how are they going to do the big final battle? And then we're like, oh no. Oh no, it's going to be a cliffhanger. Like, so we, so to, yep. to go back, let's say a situation like that happens in this movie, 
you duck out to use the bathroom, you come back, something big's happened. You're like, I don't, I don't know what just happened, but I can't stop it. I can't go back. Um, and then you're a little bit lost for the rest of the movie. And then you come out of the movie and you're like, oh, I mean, that was fun, but, but ben, we spent, uh, we spent a hundred dollars or here's my other, ben, sorry, go ahead. I, I, I see what you're saying here. Obviously everyone sees what I'm saying. It's the most, thin, it's the most thinly veiled argument of all time. It's not really fair for me to pause the movie with everybody else in the theater, all 10 of them <laughs> while I go to the bathroom. So, or the other situation is bring back intermissions. I love it. Bring back intermissions. I'm actually, here for it. Actually, I'm I'm okay with that. Or here's the other thing, and obviously I'm being heavy-handed here, but or the other thing is you come over to the house. I don't have a huge TV. I have a fine TV. I don't have a great sound system. I have a good sound system. But you know what? We grill up some burgers, or maybe I cook some steaks for from, for some folks. Maybe a nice beef Wellington. You know, we pour up some decent whiskey, which by the way, nice the whole and beef Wellington go in the same sentence, but <laughs> the, uh, the, the, and like, like we pour up some whiskey, like the entire bottle of whiskey only costs 60 bucks. The amount that we paid for our four beers, uh, at the place. So let's pretend we drink the whole bottle of whiskey and we watch it on my 4k TV with my, my decent sound system. And we pause when we need to pause, or if somebody missed something and they want to see it, we go back or we throw on subtitles if we need to. Isn't the TV going to be small when I'm like 60 feet away from it? <laughs> And then, you know what? Here's the big thing, though. We had to wait. How long are, are movies in the theaters now? Not like, long. Like a few weeks. Four weeks. Some of them. At yeah. the, four to six weeks at the most, usually. Yeah. Um, let's say it's a big it's not movie. not six months anymore. I was going to say, let's say it's a big movie and it runs for two whole months. It's going to be right. out after that. So, so you tell me, what do you think the more enjoyable movie experience is of those two? Well, technology has really crushed that because, you know, they're... You go to Sam's Club, they're basically just putting a TV and a big screen TV in your cart. It's like, oh, no, no, this is free with your purchase. So everyone's got that. We've got streaming. Broadband internet, we're definitely behind the curve globally in the U.S. But, you know, anybody who's looking at this, you know, a lot a lot of people who are into this kind of thing have access to really good internet and can do 4K streaming uh, if you're willing to pay Netflix because um, you have to pay more for the 4K level. Uh, Disney plus it's included in their basic level. Um, most of the services have 4k streaming and you know, you can argue, no, well, it's not as good as having 4k locally. Yeah, maybe not. Most people can't tell the difference. Looks really good. Um, if you're far enough away from civilization that you have a hard time getting internet, you're also driving an hour to the theater anyway. Um, the, the amount we can get the sound bars these days sound better than the home theater, you know, full audio receiver in 7.1 system I had 20 years ago. Um, the sound bars, right? And they're a tenth, literally a tenth of what I paid for my, you know, not even calculating inflation, just raw numbers. You can get a kick-ass sound bar system for like a tenth of what I paid for my system years ago. It sounds better. There's, there's a lot less compelling reasons to go to the theater. Honestly, one of the few things the theater has over my house right now is those chairs are really nice. Chairs are super comfy. And I even sent you... After we watched uh, Spy Across the Spider-Verse, I sent you a thing because I basically kind of rough estimate uh, estimated the size of the screen we were looking at right. and the distance that we were at. So there's some variability here. But I took those numbers and then I put it into like there's a you can go online and there's like a proper like screen to distance ratio. So right. that, and the idea is like, I mean, obviously, an IMAX screen is like gigantic. So it's like all encompassing and, and yeah. all that. But to a certain extent, you don't want a screen so big that you're kind of like uh uh, Peter Griffin at the tennis match, right? <laughs> just head back and forth with the ball. Um, 
And I put it in the numbers that I could generally get for what was on the screen at the theater that we saw, because we didn't see it in the biggest theater. Right. Um, and then I did that with our TV at home and the, the distance from the couch. And it's actually a better proportion to sit yeah. on my couch and my 65 inch TV than it is to where we were sitting in that theater for the whatever it is, 75 foot wide screen that's up there. So, right. So for me, and we've talked about this a few times, but for me, I have to be really compelled to go to the movie theater. But I think this is the X factor that we've not talked about is going back to, we used to line up in the serpentine line and we were waiting to get it because it wasn't reserved seats. And it was a bunch of people talking about what do you think is going to happen? What's your theories? Like it was the internet happening in live in real time with people that were real fans. Right. And that built up a ton of energy and it's just so much different. And again, this is old man Ben. My kids will not have the theater going experience unless there's like a new Star Wars that we go to see at like midnight or something like that. They won't have that experience of being so pumped up to see something. Everybody being so excited. Revenge of the Sith, we were in our seats <clears throat> and somebody had dressed up as Chewbacca and somebody had dressed up as like uh, like Obi-Wan or something. And they bust out their lightsabers and they have an impromptu, uh, like impromptu. It was choreographed, right? <laughs> and right, chore right. A, a choreographed fight, like right in front, and everybody's like singing and like having a great time and like cheering and all that kind of stuff. When we walk into a theater and there's nobody in this gigantic multiplex, right? And there's twelve people in the theater to see to see this movie. That's not the same energy. It's not the same movie going experience. I think that's the X factor that we're missing here is right. even if the screen is big and pristine, it's the best projector you can get and it's the best sound system you get. And yes, the, the chairs are better than, than the couch at home. What I think we're missing is everyone's not going to the movies and that takes away from the movie going experience because everyone feeds off everybody else in the movie. Yeah. And the, uh, so one of the, funny things to me about going to see uh, Kiki's delivery service. And we saw it subtitled because it showed three times, once uh, three days, once of each day. And if you wanted to see the dub, you had to go the other day. We weren't available. So my kid wanted to see the dub. I was like, I'd prefer to see the sub. Well, it worked out that way. Awesome. You seem like a sub guy. Yeah. <laughs> that does sound like a joke, but I'm actually being totally honest. Well, like so, you yeah. seem like a sub guy. So the reason I'm dithering on all this, because it probably doesn't matter to most people, is because back in the 90s, you know, we had to go, if we were looking for anime, you had to know somebody who knew somebody to start getting VHS tapes that you could copy. And then you had to go like, you know, buy some fan dubs or fan subs or fan dubs if you wanted to, but you got to go buy some fan subs. And people would literally buy expensive at the time equipment gen locks to not only find people who knew enough Japanese to translate it sometimes faithfully to the spirit of the language, which is very, um, can be very artistic or, um, poetic and sometimes very literally, which made for some really weird translations, type it all together, time it with the video, and then use this really expensive, you know, for this time gen lock system to put superimpose this over a VHS tape, right? From a computer. And then find people to swap with and you would get a few episodes of VHS. So if you wanted to season to something, good luck. You'd have tapes like one, four, five, you know, eight, nine, 10. You just missed whole sections of the season, right? It was a big deal. If you wanted to go see Kiki's delivery service in the theater, there was no sub, there was no dub. It, it wasn't happening. 
you couldn't do it. So it was really cool when I saw, you know, it was a big cardboard standee for the, you know, G kids, Miyazaki summer. Here's all the movies coming out this year. It was just so cool to be able to say, you know what, this, this is accessible now. And it's at theaters all over the place. I can now just take my kid to go see a Miyazaki film. Excuse me. I can just go take my kid to see a Miyazaki film and we can, we can walk into a theater and buy a ticket. And the room was filled with a bunch of anime nerds. And I'm pretty sure I recognize some of them from like college 25 years ago from the anime club, but I couldn't, I couldn't figure out exactly what it was. And it felt really weird to just go up and say like, Hey, aren't you so-and-so didn't I know you 25 years ago? Like, I don't know. It just felt weird, but I'm like, but it was, it was definitely some, a group of anime nerds who were celebrating the fact that you can now see this in the theater, which is not something we did not grow up with that opportunity. Now my kid gets it for free and she's taking it for granted. No, but you know, like th- this was something that it's not like uh, it's, it, it's akin to like saying, Oh yeah, I want to go back. I would love to see star Wars four, five and six in a the theater. Right. We couldn't do this in the theater. We get to go back and relive that spot. And that in and of itself is special, right? How do you make what, how do you make that special for the third spider verse film, whatever that's going to be? Right. right? And how, how do you drive that? Well, obviously right now it's the, the big tent poles are, are, are what people are going for. But even then, you know, if, if you told somebody, <clears throat> well, probably 10 years ago when they started developing the flash, you're like, we're going to do the flash and it's going to be like several flash. It's going to be uh 89 Batman. Uh, it's going to be like, like even Kevin Smith referencing spoiler alert, uh, Nick Cage uh, as uh, in, in Superman Returns fighting a giant spider. Nice, right? Uh, if you if you knew you were going to get all of that and a story that is basically Flashpoint, where Flash is trying to save his mom, and like all this stuff, this right. very core to an incredibly, incredibly well written and an amazing storyline with one of the biggest characters in the DC universe, and then you're like, and it made twenty five percent of its money back in the theaters. People right. in, in 2013, people would have been like. No, that's absolutely impossible. impossible. Yeah. And so we're at a place now where it's like, well, before it was like, well, the little movies can't survive, but the big movies are still going to make money. Now we're in a place where even those movies aren't making money. So right. I know everything is is cyclical. So it's a word I can't Circular say. Uh, a word I can't say. Well, I, I I more so chew the word than I than I do say it. Um, Don't talk with your mouth full. Oh, uh, sorry. <clears throat> is these things come back around, but I don't know how this is going to come back. Because before my thing was right. it, it like it's the Alamo draft house that it's uh, it's events and that it's big pent, uh, tentpole movies and things like that. Uh, it's it's Rocky horror and, and those sorts of things. But now I don't even have faith that things like that are necessarily going to come around. So I don't know well, if maybe if maybe the small independent theater starts to come back around where it's like. So it's small you mentioned sc- that. like a small screen, but it's like. We have independent exhibitors or yeah. we have people come in and do Q and A's. I don't know maybe if that's the direction things go, but I have to, I have to go back on the fact that I said that, you know, I thought it would be these big movies and that's all we're going to see now. But now I'm saying that I'm seeing that maybe that's not even enough sus- to sustain. So what's the next thing that's going to actually get people to go out and, and do partake in cinema? Yeah. So like my wife and I have been talking about this fair amount recently, uh, mostly because of, you know, how slow B and B seems, but, uh, and I feel free speaking for her because she's not going to listen this far and I won't get in trouble. She did in fact, listen, and he did in fact get in trouble. The, the, the most fun we've had recently, we always love going to Cine and seeing something small, though even they're showing some of the bigger films and it's sad. 
Which, um, for those that don't know, Cine is an independent theater, right? A uh, film theater in downtown Athens. It's uh, only a couple screens or one screen, two screens, two, two screens. They have a little bar out front. They 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 started that long before a lot of other places started bringing that sort of thing in. Um, they the show beer- some some of the the quote unquote bigger movies. They show some movies that you might see in a Cineplex, but primarily they show Black uh, Panther too. It's yeah, uh, but primarily it's independent films, documentaries. Uh, interesting films or, or they show films with the, the directors or creators will come in and do little Q and A's, that yeah. sort of thing. Which community events like that are really cool. So that we, we, we always have fun there. The concessions are a lot more reasonable because part of the thing is like, man, if you tell, if you tell like, I'm not going to go, I'm, I'm probably not going to go see dial of destiny. If my kids like, oh, hey, good. Wanna... oh good. You finally answered my question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to tie that. Together. You remember that question from 25 minutes yeah. ago? I, oh, I do. I do. I've just been waiting for the natural. Oh, well, that's, that's why you're more smarter than me. Yeah. But listen, shut up. We're not talking about that anymore. I, I, I'm probably not going to go see it. If my kid's like, Hey, do you want to go see that? I'm like, okay, cool. Or whatever. If my wife's like, Hey, you want to go see it? Yeah, sure. But if, you know, if you come up and you're like, Hey, do you want to go see dial destiny? I'm going to be like, ah, I guess if you're going, I'll go. If you say I've got a good group of friends, like we're going to do a big thing. You're going to have to really sell it to me. If I'm going to spend a hundred bucks to go, like, I, I love you, but you know, Spider-Verse to me was worth the promise of spending a hundred bucks to go. And it was absolutely worth it. But like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be some kind of event versus like, you know, I, if you told me we're going to spend 20 or 30 bucks, like I'll spend that Cine. Yeah, man, I'll go every week or something. We went to a, an independent theater in Asheville called Grail Movie House. And that's where we saw um, Cocaine Bear. And it's, there were three screens, but it's literally just partition walls built in there. The acoustics are not great and they don't have movie theater seats. They have all like couches and chairs that they bought at Goodwill, you know, all stained and everything, but they have local beers from Asheville, which is a really good beer town, cheap concessions. The tickets are not expensive. And we had a blast. We loved it because especially when you're thinking about something like cocaine bear, it's definitely a film that, um, I would think it's unfair to say it's like a Rocky horror, but it's definitely one of those things where it's an event for everyone and everyone's having fun and, you know, busting a gut and yelling at the screen. You know what that, what that makes me think it was so of, much more fun. That's it, it's it sounds, a way lower budget film. It sounds like it's more fun. What that makes me think is going back to how nostalgia movies make a lot of money or people are willing to wait for a movie to come out to like on streaming and things like that. Here's what I would love to see like very independent type thing. But what you're making me think of is, when we used to watch like the matrix for sleepovers and things like that is if someone told me that they, that it's a little hole in the wall, almost like a speakeasy for movie theaters, but they have like a pretty nice projector, but like probably like a projector, like you or I could own. Yeah. Which turns it into like, you know, maybe like a 20 foot screen, something like that. But you go in and it's like a thousand bucks will buy you a really nice projector for a space like that. But it's like, you go in and it's basically like, like your, your buddy's basement growing up. Right. Where it's like beanbag chairs and like little couch, little L-shaped couches and yeah. stuff like that. And, dude, dude, go and, even further. Do like the, you know, um, the Stranger Things basement or something like that. Do that yeah. Wayne Scotting. But I think the, the you take that one step further and go, all right, cool. We're going to do, I, I mean, uh, Rocky Horror is, a, is already established this type right. of thing. But let's say we're going to show uh, Sith. And it's like everybody cosplay and we're going to have like a costume con- a right. cosplay contest. And we'll do uh, we'll do trivia before the movie, uh, and then after the movie, like we'll have like little social events, and like a like we'll have like a little open bar, like you can pay money to buy a couple of drinks, things like that. Right. Like 
make it into like an actual like event to go to that has other stuff surrounding just the exhibition of the movie. Because I think what we've learned now is just purely showing a movie on a big screen with loud sound. Yes, it's bigger and louder in a movie theater, but it's so much more expensive for going. And you and I kind of run the numbers on this because we have a weird way of budgeting things. Right. And you and I were both like, well, we spent a hundred dollars to go like buy some beers and watch a movie and take the kids. If we did that once a week for two months, we could buy a decent TV and a decent sound bar and yep. never have to pay that again. So yeah. you, you and I had already reasoned ourselves into going and buying another TV. Yeah. And so we, we might have a problem where there's just too many screens. Maybe we don't need so many. And this is something I've thought about recently for completely unrelated reasons, but TV used to go off the air at night. And thus concludes our broadcast day. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great if we just stopped the podcast right there? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Throw up the Native American hen, which is no reason for that, and just stop the podcast. That's just, that's just what they did. When did that <laughs> Like, what is the history of that? But yeah. It's, <laughs> and this channel has run out of shits to give. Yeah. See you in the morning. Or... Or you'd have the late night channel that was on the earlier night channel. When I was growing up in New York, there was one on, uh, it was one of the cable providers. I think it was either Disney or Nickelodeon went off the air at like nine o'clock and then Skinamax came on. So on the same channel, like the same number channel. I was more of a uh, HBO real sex man myself. That was the... <laughs> I wasn't either at that age, but I'll tell you what. So... T- TV just stopped. We didn't have to have something TV on. TV just stopped. It was like, cool, go to bed. We'll see you tomorrow. And it wasn't like, you know, 2 a.m. It stopped at 9. Right. Right? Um, that's one of the things I liked about Late Night Adult Swim was they were really getting into that, okay, this stopped at 9, but this other channel now comes on and it's on till 11. And you get two hours of programming weekend nights, right? Like six hours of programming a week. From nine to eleven, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday, right? I mean, we we now have hundreds of channels on twenty four seven. There's always something on. Maybe maybe we don't need that, and maybe maybe we have too many for tying this back to movies. Maybe we have too many screens. Maybe maybe we're maybe there's too much pressure to fill the screens, and we're filming too many movies, and we just don't need so many. I I honestly think, regardless that- of where you see them. I honestly think that you have hit the nail on the head, which it is, as you say it, it seems blatantly obvious to me that it is literally so profound, the, so, profound <laughs> or so, so obvious it's profound when someone says it. it exactly. Yeah. Because what you are describing is an equilibrium point in simple economics. Right. It's, it's a supply demand curve. There is an equilibrium point where the two meet. And right now we have a ton of supply. And very little demand. And very little demand. So you reduce the number of screens. Unfortunately, that means a lot of exhibition uh, houses go out of business. But I mean, it's only run by a couple anyway. Well, that um, is that that is that is kind of the problem, though, right? Is the oligopoly you know, of it? Yeah, B and B as B and B will tell you every time you go to one of their shows, they're the fifth largest movie theater chain right. in the U.S. And you know what? You've never heard of B and B because there's never. a really big difference between five and AMC. one and two. Yeah, so. <laughs> Um, but I was going to say the same they, thing, but they took over this theater, right? They took yes, over the old yes. car mic with 12 or whatever screens it has. Uh, you can't take one of those buildings and resize it. Like you can't just right. say, you know what? No, this is a six screen theater now and it's half the size and we need fewer people to run it because it's smaller. That's not how that works. Well, and I'm not going to get too off track on this because we're going to wrap up here in a little bit, but 
Um, the same thing, I think, going back to what you were talking about TV and we're talking about, um, uh, you know, like uh, Cartoon Network and that sort of thing, Adult Swim and whatnot, is think about when we were younger. Yes, we're back on Old Man Ben. Is yeah. think about when you were younger and it's like, what were you going to watch on Friday night? Uh, what were you going to watch on t- on Friday night? Probably TGIF. Probably TGIF. There's other, are there other things to watch? Yeah, there was 11. One, one, there one, was of, a, one of our, uh, there was 11 other channels. If you were like me and you didn't have cable, even if you had cable, the ones that you would actually watch, that means that there was like maybe 15 channels. Now there's literally a dozen streaming services that each offer hundreds or thousands of different TVs and movies that, that you could possibly right. see. Likewise, you, you're talking about Saturday night. I immediately went to SNCC. And in my head, right. I'm like, what is every kid in 1998 doing on Saturday night? And SNCC. it's like, it's SNCC. They're watching kids throw a coffee creamer into a fire right. because we're about to be afraid of the dark. Like, yes. that's what happened every Saturday night. Yeah. There was, it was really interesting that you had those, those big cultural waves. TGIF was a, a decade. It had massive traction. See, and but here's the thing though. And uh, I, but we, it was the only thing to do. We bring up TGIF and like two that, hours, and then it was like, okay, cool, we're going off the air. See ya. We bring up TGIF, and a lot of people are well, like, I think they had one hour of adult stuff. Anyway, sorry. Well, but what's funny to me about that is we bring up TGIF, and a lot of people go like, oh, I remember the TGIF lineup. Do yourself a favor. Go to Wikipedia. Block off about an hour right. for yourself. Go to Wikipedia and look up every show that's been on TGIF. In your mind, you probably have a TGIF lineup. Mine had Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Right. You know, as a step by step. Like, step you know, this, like these were, these were the perfect the, strangers. That was before me. That was not, I love perfect strangers. Yeah. By the way, we talked about this in uh, Best Thing Ever. Yep. That, I was, was going to say, theme, this was that, the Best Thing Ever bracket. That theme song is a banger. The yes. dude that wrote that theme song did Step by Step and uh, Full House. Full and House. He did all of those songs. They are bangers. Go listen to it. I have a whole playlist. I'll share it with you if you want to listen to it. Um, but, in your mind, it's like, oh, this was TGIF. It went for a decade, but it was still the stalwart of what people did on Friday night. Yeah. It's not that you had a billion things. Now, if you ask somebody, it's like, what'd you watch on Friday night? It's like, well, there's no appointment TV anymore. Right. There's no reason to have to do that. So to your point, there well, might yeah, be- you there, weren't going to catch the rerun for years, maybe. Right. So to your point, there's too many screens. There's, yeah. there's too many shows. And, and maybe there's not. You know, variety is a spice of life. Maybe that's great. Sure. But to me, I get choice uh, paralyzation or whatever you call it. Uh, paralysis, analysis, paralysis. There it is. Um, is I just go, uh, listen, there's too much. I'm just going to sit down and watch Always The same Sunny. thing I've watched before. I'm yeah. going to watch Always Sunny. Like, I'm just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just going to yeah. watch another episode of Always Sunny. Yeah, new season's out. That's, uh, I can't wait to get to it. Um, I'm rewatching Ted Lasso. Maybe a perfect TV show. But anyway, that's, that's beyond the point. Um, that's inside job. <laughs> um, so... So with movie theaters, I think you're right. Too many screens. Uh, I'm also probably not going to go see Indiana Jones. They're probably going to kill off Indiana Jones, but they're probably going to kill off the whole franchise. So I mean, well, so controversial opinion. Maybe franchises should die. Maybe there should be an end. You really are Gen X. Maybe oh. it's like, hey, hey, listen, listen, Luke. Maybe it's time for the old ways to die. Did you just quote a Ryan Johnson movie to me? Look, maybe, maybe stories have ends. <laughs> I've never heard you stop. Not like that. That was hilarious. Go ahead. I, Matt, Matt, Matt. I, I, this is something that strong, strongly held opinion. Story should have ends. Yeah. You know what? Uh, and they lived happily ever after gets old after a while. 
Well, what's the wrap your stories up and they don't always have to have happy endings. Also, another apparently controversial opinion. What's the key to a happy ending? Give me some downers. What's I know you like the downers. What's the key to a happy ending? When you roll the credits. That's the key to a happy ending is when you roll the credits. Ah, so uh, I see what you're saying. Like wrap it up. You're going to hangers. That's I listen. I'm I was viscerally mad at the end of Spider-Man. I'm sorry. It's it's across the Spider-Verse was a great movie. I was I literally have a note for us to come back to and talk on Gen Geek is it says is is across the Spider-Verse a good movie? And then it goes dot dot dot. Yeah. We don't know. We haven't finished it. Right. <laughs> I'm so viscerally mad at that. I had to take a whole like segment and push it down the road to go, you know what? Don't speak out of anger. Give yourself some time. Well, we gotta give everybody a little more time to watch it because I mean it's gonna be out of theaters another week anyway. So then spoilers are fair game. It is fair game. So uh But yeah. Just just let movies end, man. Just let, let them die. So um, one of my um, one of my favorite video game franchises, and I'll tie this back real quick, I promise, is Uncharted. I hope so, because I was about to do this. Yeah. Uh, Uncharted, eh, the, the movie was all right. I didn't really like it. It wasn't bad. They made a movie? Yeah. Don't see, see it. Uh, well, but I didn't even see the advertising for it. Yeah. That's another problem. But so the game's really great. You get to the end of Uncharted 4. Now this is over, man, that series must've run 15 years, but you get to the end of uncharted four and they have each uncharted has a good ending, but the end of uncharted four is basically like, Nope, we're done. And we're going to prove to you we're done and we're done. And it was great. It was a wonderful ending. I loved it. There are still uncharted games, but they're taking some of the ancillary characters now and following them. Awesome. There's a bigger universe. Let's go follow them. We don't need to see Nathan Drake in these other games. And that's great. Give that character. That guy went through so much. Just let him retire. So I'm I'm going to say this and then we'll wrap it up with this. If you don't mind is what you just Uh, said. I do, but fine. What you just said. And so for those of you that don't know, I'm a big Ted Lasso fan. Lou has yet to see it. Yes. I want you to think about what you just said about okay. a person's story and having a story to tell and then just being done with it. The universe may survive, but a person's story is done. He doesn't die. Right. But a person's story is done. I want you to watch Ted Lasso. Okay. I ch- I'll challenge you that if you liked uncharted and, and knowing here's the story, watch Ted Lasso. I have seen bits and pieces of it, but I would recommend Barry. Okay. Okay, I'll take that with. Uh, apparently, this is recommendation nation. So, if anybody yeah. else has, Barry has a story that kind of wraps up. Uh huh. And another another great one, which is you know long ago now, is Breaking Bad. Awesome story. Okay. Uh, uh, longer I, though, runs like oh, five or six seasons. But I mean, some consider it the best TV show of all time. I watched the first few episodes and I was like, "Ooh, I don't know if this is for me." It's a slow. Maybe burn. I wasn't. Maybe I wasn't in the right headspace. So I'll give it a revisit. Uh, it might not be for you. It's oh. a slow burn. Uh, it's willing uh, to try, but uh, but yeah. we'll have to try next week. So anyway, yeah, not this week because this has been General Geekery specifically. It's a podcast. I'm Lou. I'm Ben. Don't you have something else to do? Come on, I know that podcast queue has at least three other things in there. You got like slow burn cooking in there. Go listen to those. That's right. We're doing the Ferris Bueller. Go. 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 The movie's over. The movie's over. Go. Bye. Bye.
This has been a Broken Toys Studio production.